Section 1 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Abu Jalal. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1 by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 1 Discourses of Abdul Baha delivered in New York and Brooklyn, April 11, 1912, at 780 West End Avenue, New York, home of Mr. and Mrs. Edward B. Kinney. Notes by Hooper Harris. How are you? Welcome, welcome. After arriving today, although weary with travel, I had the utmost longing and yearning to see you, and could not resist this meeting. Now that I have met you, all my weariness has vanished, for your meeting is the cause of spiritual happiness. I was in Egypt, and was not feeling well, but I wished to come to you in America. My friend said, this is a long journey the sea is wide you should remain here but the more they advised and insisted the greater became my longing to take this trip and now i have come to america to meet the friends of god this long voyage will prove how great is my love for you there were many troubles and vicissitudes but in the thought of meeting you all these things vanished and were forgotten i am greatly pleased with the city of new york its harbor entrance its piers buildings and broad avenues are magnificent and beautiful truly it is a wonderful city as new york has made such progress in material civilization. I hope that it may also advance spiritually in the kingdom and covenant of God, so that the friends here may become the cause of the illumination of America, that this city may become the city of love, and that the fragrances of God may be spread from this place to all parts of the world. I have come for this. I pray that you may be manifestations of the love of Baha'u'llah, that each one of you may become like a clear lamp of crystal from which the rays of the bounties of the blessed perfection may shine forth to all nations and peoples this is my highest aspiration it was a long long trip the more we traveled the greater seemed the expanse of the sea the weather was brilliant and fine throughout there was no storm and no end to the sea i am very happy to meet you all here today praise be to god that your faces are shining with the love of Baha'u'llah. 
to behold them is the cause of great spiritual happiness we have arranged to meet you every day at the homes of the friends in the east people were asking me why do you undertake this long voyage your body cannot endure such hardships of travel when it is necessary my body can endure everything it has withstood forty years of imprisonment and can still undergo the utmost trials i will see you again now i will greet each one of you personally it is my hope that you will all be happy and that we may meet again and again two april twelfth nineteen twelve at nine thirty five eastern parkway brooklyn new york home of mr and mrs howard mcnutt notes by howard mcnutt this is a most happy visit i have crossed the sea from the land of the orient for the joy of meeting the friends of god although weary after my long journey the light of the spirit shining in your faces brings me rest and reward in this meeting the divine susceptibilities are radiant this is a spiritual house the home of the spirit there is no discord here all is love and unity when souls are gathered together in this way the divine bestowals descend the purpose of the creation of man is the attainment of the supreme virtues of humanity through descent of the heavenly bestowals the purpose of man's creation is therefore unity and harmony not discord and separateness if the atoms which compose the kingdom of the minerals were without affinity for each other the earth would never have been formed the universe could not have been created because they have affinity for each other the power of life is able to manifest itself and the organisms of the phenomenal world become possible when this attraction or atomic affinity is destroyed the power of life ceases to manifest death and non-existence result it is so likewise in the spiritual world that world is the kingdom of complete attraction and affinity it is the kingdom of the one divine spirit the kingdom of god therefore the affinity and love manifest in this meeting the divine susceptibilities witnessed here are not of this world but of the world of the kingdom when the souls become separated and selfish the divine bounties do not descend and the lights of the supreme concourse are no longer reflected even though the bodies meet together a mirror with its back turned to the sun has no power to reflect the sun's effulgence praise be to god the purpose of this assembly is love and unity the divine prophets came to establish the unity of the kingdom in human hearts all of them 
proclaim the glad tidings of the divine bestowals to the world of mankind all brought the same message of divine love to the world his holiness jesus christ gave his life upon the cross for the unity of mankind those who believed in him likewise sacrificed life honor possessions family everything that this human world might be released from the hell of discord enmity and strife his foundation was the oneness of humanity only a few were attracted to him they were not the kings and rulers of his time they were not rich and important people some of them were catchers of fishes most of them were ignorant men not trained in the knowledge of this world one of the greatest of them peter could not remember the days of the week all of them were men of the least consequence in the eyes of the world but their hearts were pure and attracted by the fires of the divine spirit manifested in christ with this small army christ conquered the world of the east and the west kings and nations rose against him philosophers and the greatest men of learning assailed and blasphemed his cause all were defeated and overcome their tongues silenced their lamps extinguished their hatred quenched no trace of them now remains they have become as non-existent while his kingdom is triumphant and eternal the brilliant star of his cause has ascended to the zenith while night has enveloped and eclipsed his enemies his name beloved and adored by a few disciples now commands the reverence of kings and nations of the world his power is eternal his sovereignty will continue forever while those who opposed him are sleeping in the dust their very names unknown forgotten the little army of disciples has become a mighty cohort of millions the heavenly host the supreme concourse are his legions the word of god is his sword the power of god is his victory his holiness jesus christ knew this would come to pass and was content to suffer his abasement was his glorification his crown of thorns a heavenly diadem when they pressed it upon his blessed head and spat in his beautiful face they laid the foundation of his everlasting kingdom he still reigns while they and their names have become lost and unknown he is eternal and glorious they are non-existent they sought to destroy him but they destroyed themselves and increased the intensity of his flame by the winds of their opposition through his death and teachings we have entered into his kingdom his essential teaching 
was the unity of mankind and attainment of supreme human virtues through love he came to establish the kingdom of peace and everlasting life can you find in his words any justification for discord and enmity the purpose of his life and glory of his death was to set mankind free from the sin of strife war and bloodshed the great nations of the world boast that their laws and civilization are based upon the religion of christ why then do they make war upon each other the kingdom of christ cannot be upheld by destroying and disobeying it the banners of his armies cannot lead the forces of satan consider the sad picture of italy carrying war into tripoli if you should announce that italy was a barbarous nation and not christian this would be vehemently denied but would christ sanction what they are doing in tripoli is this destruction of human life obedience to his laws and teachings where does he command it where does he consent to it he was killed by his enemies he did not kill he even loved and prayed for those who hung him upon the cross therefore these wars and cruelties this bloodshed and sorrow are antichrist not christ these are the forces of death and satan not the hosts of the supreme concourse of heaven no less bitter is the conflict between sects and denominations christ was a divine center of unity and love whenever discord prevails instead of unity wherever hatred and antagonism take the place of love and spiritual fellowship antichrist reigns instead of christ who is right in these controversies and hatreds between the sects did christ command them to love or to hate each other he loved even his enemies and prayed in the hour of his crucifixion for those who killed him therefore to be a christian is not merely to bear the name of christ and say i belong to a christian government to be a real christian is to be a servant in his cause and kingdom to go forth under his banner of peace and love toward all mankind to be self-sacrificing and obedient to become quickened by the breaths of the holy spirit to be mirrors reflecting the radiance of the divinity of christ to be fruitful trees in the garden of his planning to refresh the world by the water of life of his teachings in all things to be like him and filled with the spirit of his love praise be to god the light of unity and love is shining in these faces these spiritual susceptibilities are the real fruits of heaven his holiness the bab his holiness baha'u'llah over sixty years ago 
proclaim the glad tidings of universal peace. The Bab was martyred in the cause of God. His Holiness Baha'u'llah suffered forty years as a prisoner and exile in order that the kingdom of love might be established in the east and west. He has made it possible for us to meet here in love and unity. Because he suffered imprisonment, we are free to proclaim the oneness of the world of humanity for which he stood so long and faithfully. He was chained in dungeons. He was without food. His companions were thieves and criminals. He was subjected to every kind of abuse and infliction. But throughout it all, he never ceased to proclaim the reality of the word of God and the oneness of humanity. We have been brought together here by the power of his word. You from America, I from Persia, all in love and unity of spirit. Was this possible in former centuries? If it is possible now, after fifty years of sacrifice and teaching, what shall we expect in the wonderful centuries coming? Therefore, let your faces be more radiant with hope and heavenly determination to serve the cause of God, to spread the pure fragrances of the divine rose garden of unity, to awaken spiritual susceptibilities in the hearts of mankind, to kindle anew the spirit of humanity with divine fires, and to reflect the glory of heaven to this gloomy world of materialism. When you possess these divine susceptibilities, you will be able to awaken and develop them in others. We cannot give our wealth to the poor unless we possess it. How can the poor give to the poor? How can the soul that is deprived of the heavenly bounties develop capacity to receive those bounties in other souls? Array yourselves in the perfection of divine virtues. I hope you may be quickened and vivified by the breaths of the Holy Spirit. Then shall ye indeed become the angels of heaven whom Christ promised would appear in this day to gather the harvest of divine planting. This is my hope. This is my prayer for you. End of section one. Recording by Abu Jalal.